This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. up everybody and welcome to another episode of wrestling with Jonas. this is episode 99 so we're just one episode away from the magical 100th episode yay uh so we're really motoring along this is actually the fourth episode that i've dropped in four days of course on saturday um i dropped the wall rumble worlds collide prediction show on sunday we dropped the worlds collide review show uh, on Monday, yesterday, we dropped the kind of live experience review from Heather and Chris, uh, otherwise known as the rapper Half Decent, who was on the Jericho Cruise. They gave us a, a full hour of highlights from their four or five days over on, on the uh, Norwegian Pearl and uh, all their exploits there. The rest, as they met, uh, being part of AW Dynamite, um, watching Fozzie on stage and all the tribute shows all the various uh, kind of people they bumped into at the bar and at the uh, the buffet table. And then today, uh, I've got a special guest with me who I will be introducing very soon. We'll be, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble. So this is our, our special Royal Rumble review, episode 99. Um, but uh, the, the only plug I want to throw out to you before we start talking about uh, Royal Rumble, which was quite an interesting show, quite a good show, some really memorable highlights. Uh, one plug that I'm going to throw out to you, and that is to visit our website, Wrestling with jonas.com that's wrestling with jonas.com where you've got uh, links to all of our social media pages so you don't have to hear me spew out all of our social media links and handles at the beginning of every episode uh, but you've got buttons at the top of the page so you can click on and find us on twitter instagram facebook you can email us and get in touch with us via our, our uh, email uh, address as well uh, you've also got at the top of the website uh, links to all of our archive of podcasts and we've got a section especially for all of our interviews as well so if you're into your wrestling interviews just click on the interviews tab at the top of the wrestling with Jonas, uh, website page and you'll be taken to all the interviews that we've done you've got links there to our merch um, and to our uh, articles and to our news stories and so much more so go and check it out that's wrestlingwithjonas.com and one other thing at the top of uh, the page you've got a special uh, PayPal donate button. So if you do enjoy listening to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast, you want to support uh, the brand and support uh, Wrestling with Jonas and everything I do, because uh, it takes a lot of lot of personal time, a lot of uh, effort and research and preparation time into everything I do in connection with the podcast before, during and after. Um, and uh, I love every seconds that I pour into uh, doing the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. But uh, to help support the podcast and potentially, uh, you know, it could go some way to buying us extra equipment or new equipment like a, a new microphone or a, head for, a headset, uh, whatever the money will go towards. But to any think will be much appreciated you could click on that paypal donate button and donate anything from one dollar to ten dollars or whatever you want and if you do donate i will give you a shout out on a future episode of the podcast and that's uh, wrestlingwithjohners.com uh as if i haven't said it enough already but uh, that leads us nicely 
to our special guest on episode 99 of this uh, Royal Rumble review and uh, longtime friend of the show, longtime podcast contributor, uh, Kieran Reed is back on the show. So Kieran, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm good. Glad to be back. I'm fully recovered after having a few drinks of the Rumble. Yeah. We watched, ready to go. Awesome. So he's 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 seen the Royal Rumble twice over. Um, but uh, but but before we get into our Royal Rumble review, now you saw uh, the Royal Rumble kind of out with some friends, um, kind of watching it in in a, in, a, in an establishment in a pub, a public house. Uh, so uh, t- tell us a little bit about your experience. And uh, you, you said you had it with a few drinks. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think uh, a lot of our listeners probably did the same. I know I did while I was watching it at home. Uh, but um, you tend to do this uh, for all the big WWE shows. You kind of turn it into a bit, bit of an occasion, bit of a uh, an event for yourself. But tell us about your your uh, first viewing of the War Rumble on Sunday evening, then, Kieran. So it was it was quite weird because there was someone there that I hadn't actually seen for nine years since I was at college. Mm. I walked up to the bar because he works there. And I didn't know he worked there. I walked up to the bar and he looked at me and I looked at him. We just went, Kieran, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice it was like a blast from the past it was nice to actually catch up with him cool. uh it's always nice to go to those sorts of things because you're with fellow wrestling fans yeah uh they always do the quiz as well which me and ashley are still unbeaten in nice so yeah we won that again well we we tied with another team so it's technically still a win of course um of course. but no they do it for all the big shows they do it summer slam survivor series rumble and mania and is and it up on te- a big screen, Kieran? Is it up on a big screen? Can so you they, put it, they put it on a big screen and they put it on all the side TVs as well. Sure. So if it was too loud for you and you wanted to go elsewhere, it was it, it's it's nice if you want it to be a little bit quieter. And But most people sit in the main bit, just have a chat about what they think so far. And it's nice because I smoke. If I go out for a cigarette when they're hyping up the next match and stuff, it's nice to talk to other wrestlers about what they think is going to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, you guys, you just, you don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure being in that sort of environment in a bar, watching it on the big screen with lots of other wrestling fans, it creates a really good, uh, good, uh, good vibe, a lot of excites, uh, excitement, um, a good atmosphere. And um, I'm sure we won't talk about uh, the big surprises and the big pops, but I'm sure when you did get them big moments on Sunday night, uh, the place went wild, I'm sure. It was it was insane, but we'll get into that when we get to it. But it, it 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 was nuts, absolutely cool. nuts. Cool, cool, cool. Right then, Kieran. So, um, Royal Rumble 2020. Um, it was hosted inside the Minute Maid Park, which is a big baseball stadium um, in Houston, Texas. Forty over forty thousand people were in there. It looked um, it looked pretty good. Looked looked the sort of atmosphere and the sort of place uh, that you'd want to go. Had that kind of big event feel, that big WrestleMania vibe. And I know last year, um, I'm pretty sure it's last year they they hosted the Royal Rumble in another baseball stadium. And that was another huge event. I think it was a good, you know, 40, 45,000 people there as well. So the Royal Rumble, I mean, outside of WrestleMania, I think the Royal Rumble is the second biggest event because they know they can get a good audience, a big audience. They tend to do the Summer Sams and the Survivor Series and all the smaller pay-per-views inside an arena. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to Royal Rumble, you're going to get uh, you're going to get a, a lot of interest, a lot of ticket buyers, a lot of people wanting to go and see this. So a, a baseball stadium, it has been for the last couple of years. They did have a couple of kickoff matches a couple of pre-show matches. I don't know if you uh, had the opportunity to catch the uh, the kickoff matches, Kieran. 
yeah, it was free with BT Sports, so they showed that as well. So I've I've got everything. Awesome, awesome. But uh, the first match, to the best of my recollection, was Seamus versus Shorty G. Uh, as much as I hate saying that name, but uh, that was a fairly entertaining match for what it was. I think the, the stadium was only half full at the time, but they really did put on a, a, a good effort. I think the match was announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, a lot of people suspected that they might drop down onto the pre-show, uh, but Seamus managed to defeat Shorty G there. Um, and uh, with a bro kick, I understand. But Shorty G, uh, Chad Gable did put on on a, a really good fight it was a pretty tough contest uh Seamus really did kind of batter Shorty G with his, his kind of stiff uh forearms to the clubbing blows to the chest uh but it was a good match uh the second kickoff match was Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo with Andrade putting his United States championship on the line and that was a win for Andrade. So two fairly entertaining kickoff matches. Um, any thoughts on those two matches, Kieran? That anything kind of jumped out at you? Anything that took your interest, or was uh, was it fairly kind of predictable outcomes? So both of those were predictable outcomes. But I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But if you if you've seen Raw and all the reports recently about Andrade, I'm kind of shocked because. Well, I'm not because they did something that would take Andrade out for a little while on Raw. So, I mean, but, he, he's been suspended for 30 days under the WWE's wellness policy, hasn't he? So we don't know. We can't speculate on what he may or may not have taken. Um, but obviously, he's violated one of their drug offences. I'm guessing. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the report. He's he's violated one of the drug drug policies. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go too much into it, but he kind no. of gets beaten. And it's, it's a real shame because um, he was on a, a, a bit of a roll. He's recently become the United States Championship a champion. He had that fantastic ladder match against Rey Mysterio on Raw last Monday. Um, hopefully it won't derail um, his push going into WrestleMania because I'd really like to see him in a WrestleMania match. I think this will probably be his first WrestleMania this coming April um, in Tampa Bay. Um, but hopefully, I, I don't I don't know because I haven't seen Raw yet, but I'm assuming that they'll probably vacate the championship. Um, and if they do, hopefully he might be in the running for it leading into WrestleMania on April the 5th. But we'll have to keep our fingers crossed there because he was in the middle of a really good run. He was in the middle of a really good push and that looks uh, to have been taken away from him because of whatever violation um he has uh you know uh done basically and then we go into the royal rumble main show now the first match uh to kind of get us all ready for the evening was uh uh, King Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Now, it feels like we've seen this match 50,000 times, Kieran, to be honest with you. And, uh, uh, you know, in terms of what happened during the match, it was fairly predictable. This was billed as a, a Fool's Count Anywhere match. Um, any kind of thoughts or expectations going into this match? Uh, were you excited for this one before it happened? Was there anything you were looking forward to? Or were you kind of thinking, let's get it over and let's move on to another match? But uh, what were your thoughts before this one happened? So I was discussing this with Ashley while we were waiting for the show to start. We were trying to work out the match order. So I was like, right, it's got to be Corbin and Roman to start because they're both in the Rumble. So they need a decent rest time. That was a given. Um, But then I was like, apart from that, I couldn't care who wins. And I literally just went, I was like, Roman's going to win. And then I literally looked at Ashley and I went, there's going to be three Superman punches, two spears (laughs) and a (laughs) one-armed sit-out powerbomb. I was so close. You only hit one spear. <laughs> I was disappointed in that. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it was fun. And I think they tried to do the most with what they had. And I think that th- th- to, to give them credit, the fans in the stadium were really into it. 
you know, because, you know, straight from the off, they were they were out of the ring. They're brawling uh, outside um, and uh, they, they fought through the Minute Maid Park before they headed back towards the ringside area where Corbin chokeslams Roman Reigns through the Spanish announce table. Um, but, um, you know, the fans seem to be really into it. So maybe it just came across better being there live as opposed to seeing it on the TV. Uh, they, they fought through the fans again for a second time, this time towards some equipment area. Um, this time Corbin... Um, he gets uh, dropped through a Chinese announce table. So uh, the, the foreign language announce tables weren't having a good time with things here, but he got dropped uh, with a Samoan drop from Roman Reigns through the table there. Both wrestlers uh, head towards a, a technical area once again, where Reigns is ambushed by Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who kind of came from out of nowhere. Uh, then the Usos get involved, and there's to help neutralise the threat of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, I'm guessing. And there's one spot where Jim Uso, he did a huge dive uh, from, a, from either the the technical area from a nearby seating area um and uh, yeah down onto Ziggler and Brood down below so that was a pretty cool spot and uh, I think that one thing that WWE has always been second to none with is, is their kind of camera work and uh you know Jimmy Uso he, he did this dive completely out of nowhere completely out of the shot of the camera nobody knew it was it was going to happen until it happened and then that was a, a really big kind of wow moment um, then in true WWE fashion there has to be a little bit of toilet humour quite literally here with Roma Reigns throwing Baron Corbin into a portaloo uh, which Reigns takes uh, great delight in turning over um, the match finally comes to an end with both wrestlers they fought near the, the, the stadium dugout where the two battled, but it was Roman Reigns who flattened King Corbin with a spear for the pinfall victory. So kind of, you know, in, in retrospect, thinking back, I'm sure it was a, a, quite an entertaining match. There was a lot going on. Um, I'm sure unless you're watching it on the big screens in the stadium, you probably couldn't really see much of what was going on. But but the fans around the fight around, you know, where it is happening in the uh, in the stadium kind of really seemed into it. Um, I found it a little bit boring kind of watching it. Um, and I, you know, it didn't really do it do too much t for me, probably because the two wrestlers have fought so many times before, and you kind of telegraphed how it was going to go. To be honest with you, um, and I thought some of the spots that happened, like the, the portaloo spots and things like that, you know, were a little bit childish. To be honest with you, uh, but Kieran, uh, you saw it as well as I did. Uh, give us give us your thoughts on uh, on this opening contest. The only credit I can give for WWE on this one is the inclusion of the Usos and. Obviously, for Robert Roode. The only problem I've got with it would be this feud is going to carry on. Uh, it's just long. Just, just do a le loser goes to Raw. Just get it over and done with. Go on. Just, fine. <laughs> just, just get it over and done with. And then, I mean, the other thing I could give is they used the stadium well. I mean, the battling on top of the dugout was yep. good. That was good. Um, and I believe... Corbin got put through two announced uh, two foreign announced tables with Samoan drops as well. Right. Uh, from what I can remember, anyway, because I know he went through one because I called one and then Roman picked off again, put it for a second. I was like, uh, was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. But apart from that and the Jimmy spot, it was pretty much predictable. It's it's the same stuff you see even on SmackDown. They do the same stuff on SmackDown. They're just trying to put each other through tables. It's yeah. boring. 
But when we've seen kind of Falls Count Anywhere matches on, say, AEW or NXT or other promotions, they've been a lot more physical. They've been a lot more violent. Uh, but like I say, this was kind of a WWE version, a family-friendly version of a of a Falls Count Anywhere, you could say. And uh, there were some, you know, bright spots in it. Um, you know, let's be thankful that it wasn't the main event or going on last or for a championship. Uh, but it was what it was. Um, and Roman Reigns got the win there. And that, that led us straight into the women's Royal Rumble. So just to go through some of the, the highlights and I've kind of talked to Kieran throughout my kind of commentary to get his uh, take on what happened. But uh, uh, starting one and two was Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. Um, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss, they looked pretty dominant in this one uh, with the two fighting it out on the ring apron. Uh, that was until Bianca pulled uh, Alexa Bliss, who had hold of Bianca Belair's um, own hair extension, her braid, and pulled Alexa Bliss into the uh, the the ring uh, the ring post, sending her to the floor, eliminating Bliss. Uh, Mandy Rose was in the match. She was thrown over the top rope, only to land on top of um, Otis Dozovic, who was laying on the floor and was just just to ha- just so happened to be laying on the floor and caught Mandy Rose uh, to prevent her from being eliminated. That was a pretty fun moment. Uh, Charlotte Flair was out number seventeen. Um, there was there was a moment where Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Still in there. Um, they, they was dominating the match. They were throwing all the other competitors over the top rope. And then you had a bit of a face-off with just Flair and Bianca Belair in the ring um, all alone. Uh, Naomi uh, made her return after quite a long absence from the WWE. She came out at number 18 in front of her home crowd of Houston. Uh, Bianca Belair finally went out at the hands of Charlotte Flair after 33 minutes. And that was a really impressive outing from uh, Bianca Belair. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see her on a Raw or maybe a SmackDown fairly soon. I think her character is more kind of fitting towards, uh, you know, that that sort of product more fitting towards a Raw or a SmackDown. Although she's been excellent on NXT and we're going to see a bit of a at TakeOver Portland. I wouldn't be surprised to see her on one of those two bigger shows fairly soon. Uh, Beth Phoenix, she appeared to get her head smacked open or simply the back of her head uh, when I think she was punched by Bianca Belair when they were kind of up in the turnbuckles and whacked her head on the top or the edge of the ring post. And uh, that was bleeding quite profusely throughout the match, but she continued uh, and fought uh, the rest of the match. Shotzi Blackheart, I know a favourite of Kieran. Uh, she came out at number 26. And uh, going to throw it over to you here, Kieran. When Shotzi came out, I know that you've mentioned on our Facebook page and uh, possibly one or two podcasts in the past, but a uh, big fan of Shotzi. And I bet you was uh, happy to see her in this match despite the fact she's only been with uh, NXT for a short while. It, it, it just shocks me, because of all the people they could have put on there over Shotzi, they put Shotzi in, so I was like, yes. It just shows WWE have faith in younger talent. They're mm. finally starting to put over younger talent in main shows. And I think that's my biggest thing, is WWE have a habit of focusing more on the old-timers. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, you know I love AJ, I love Randy Orton, but I think their feud that they had was a pointless feud. You yeah. could have had them, you could have had some of the younger guys come over, put them in a feud with the younger guys, and it would have given yeah. the younger guys a bit of name value, and it would have then gone and give other people a chance to express themselves and go against more experienced people. So to have Shotzi show up in the Rumble, uh, I think Dakota Kai showed up as well. Tegan Knox, I don't think she did show up in the end. I can't remember. She did, yeah. Tegan came out next, uh, number 28, yeah. So this is what I mean. So they're actually giving younger people more time on their biggest shows, which is what they need. They need to have that 
ability to perform in front of 40,000 people. So when you have got the old timers gone, you've got the people that have got the previous experience. So WWE, yeah. yeah. So WWE are now actually booking correctly instead of booking like crap like they have in the past. Yeah. And, and they've pushed Shotzi quite well on NXT. I know that uh, she eliminated Shannon Baszler from the number one contenders battle world a couple of weeks ago. Then she had a, a match with, uh, did she have a match with Shayna or last week's NXT? Um, yes. But I know that she's getting a bit of a push. And although she's ended up on the losing end, the fact that she's on TV every single week in prominent feuds against uh, credible opponents demonstrates that they do have big plans for her. And, um, you know, she's got a great look. And I think that uh, you can imagine when she's on, on, you know, whether it be NXT, Raw, SmackDown, uh, you know, her, her um, Shotzi figurine or her Shotzi t-shirts are going to sound really well because, you know, of her character and because of what she brings, uh, you know, to, to, to the party, really. But um, she's an excellent wrestler and I think uh, she must have been absolutely buzzing to be part of the World Rumble. But um, you did mention Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox came out 20 hours, really pleased to see her as part of the Rumble as well. Then we had Santina. Santino Morella, uh, not Santino Morella, Santino Morella. You may remember Santino, Santino's uh, alter ego, uh, won the all-women's battle royal at WrestleMania 25, much to the chagrin of the other, uh, all the other female competitors during that match. But to be honest with you, uh, the, the female roster, the women's roster back then wasn't really much to shout about compared to what it is now. But this was just for comedic purposes. And Santina Morella promptly uh, uh, entered herself, himself, herself into the battle, into the Rumble, and then uh, eliminated herself from the Battle Royal, from the Royal Rumble. So uh, just a, a quick cameo there from uh, Santina. Uh, then Shayna Baszler came out number 30 to a really loud ovation, a great pop. Um, she eliminated about six or seven wrestlers in really quick succession uh, she eliminated the likes of Carmella Tony Storm Naomi um but our final four, Kieran, was down to Natalia, Beth Phoenix, Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair. So when we were down to the final floor, Natalia, Beth, Shayna and Charlotte, any kind of thoughts, any inklings, any wishes, any desires of, you know, who might be eliminated next or who might go on from uh, from the final four that stood in front of you? It, it kind of made sense the way they did it. But for me, it was nice to see Beth Phoenix and Natty. Yeah. as like teaming up again sure because they did that a lot in that rumble and i missed those two like when those two were like full heels going after pretty much every woman in the women's roster it was amazing you could mm. not fault that as what it was it made you intrigued who they're going to attack next stuff like that so it was nice to see a little bit of a flashback to that um the final two is obviously what everyone thought the final two was going to be yeah. The only issue was no one hundred percent knew who the winner was going to be. Very true. And obviously, as I said to you off air, it kind of made sense. But I'll go into that a bit more when we actually we reveal will. who the winner is. Yeah. So then, uh, to the surprise of a lot of fans and uh, those sitting at home as well, watching it on our TV screens, Beth Phoenix eliminated her so-called best friend uh, Natalia from uh, over the top rope from the Royal Rumble. Then we had the final three. Uh, Phoenix gets eliminated. We have the final two, just down to Shayna Baszler and Charlotte Flair. Um, and then Charlotte Flair manages to eliminate Shayna Baszler over the top rope by pulling Baszler over the top rope with her legs. 
uh, to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, when you look at past winners, you've obviously had Asuka won the 2018 Royal Rumble, Becky Lynch won the 2019 Rumble. So it was, it was inevitable that Charlotte was going to get a Royal Rumble victory um, one year or another. And I think she was a lot of people's kind of predictable favourite going into this one. So, yes, uh, Charlotte Flair won. I, 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 there were some boos. There were some boos from the from the crowd when uh, she did win because she's kind of, you know, very reminiscent of when Roman Reigns was getting his push and being shoved down our throats. And it sounds like, or it looks like they're doing the same with Charlotte Flair, to be honest with you. And uh, it doesn't just look like it now. They've been doing it for a long time. But I think Charlotte's possibly been a little bit more bearable uh, as compared to Roman Reigns. Um, but uh, yeah, she's kind of getting a bit of backlash for winning. She was quite emotional after the match. Uh, she grabbed the microphone and said, whether you wanted her to win or whether you wanted her to lose, she is a diamond cut to last forever. Um, now, I got hopeful, just as you got hopeful when it was Shayna and Charlotte in the ring, hoping that Shayna Baszler would win. Uh, she was the bookmaker's favourite to go on and win the whole thing before the Rumble started. Um, and a lot of people thought, you know, she, she was very dominant. She eliminated seven uh, other women. But then it wasn't quite to be. And she had a really dominant uh, Survivor Series as well, where she closed the show, winning that triple threat main event um, at the back end of 2019. But it, it is quite promising and it is quite you know, hopeful with the fact that she was there at the very end, that they're looking to do something with her, possibly leading to WrestleMania. Uh, but give us your thoughts on the final two, the outcome and what you think they could do with Shayna, possibly for WrestleMania. So I... So, like we were discussing off 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 the podcast before yeah. recording, um, I think what they did was smart. This now gives the opportunity for Baszler to go to SmackDown. I know everyone wants to see Baszler versus um, Becky, but I think because everyone wants to see it, when it happens, people will buy more tickets. So I think the way they've done it is quite clever because they're making us want it more. You had a brief view of it, obviously, at Survivor Series, and people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. If you hold back, you wait, then do it, you're more likely to get the fans in more. Yeah. So I think the way they booked it was the right way to book it. Um, the only issue I have is you kind of got to give the fans what they want. And like you said, it's a very Roman Reigns feel at the minute yes. where Charlotte's getting shoved down our throats. Um, but she has been for years. And um, to be honest, there's not really much we can do about it. She's got the, she's equaled the women's title reigns now, or did she, no, she beat it? Yeah. I think she's 10 championships now. So the only way that they can make this really work is if she loses, because she doesn't need 11. If she has 11, she's never going to get beat at the top. Like, ever. I don't see mm. any woman in the current roster doing more than that. I think if Shayna gets the title, she'll go on to be one of the longest reigning women's champions. Mm. Um, but don't see her to... <sighs> I don't see Charlotte needing the 11 title reigns mm. yet. Yet. Obviously, she's still got quite a few years ahead of her. So it, it's going to happen. I just don't think it needs to happen yet. But so, so let, let me ask you this. I mean, currently Charlotte is part of the SmackDown roster. Um, so in theory, she I mean she she could potentially challenge for for Bay 